This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start as we started a theme yesterday that we're going to continue throughout the course of this week. And that theme is Godly Suffering. And we know it's not one of the most joyous subjects to look at, but as we spoke yesterday and we'll review what we shared yesterday, it is an essential ingredient in believer's life to accept suffering for the name of the Lord. And it's not a joyous topic at all for the flesh, Shelley. (laughs) Really? But if we have an eternal perspective and walk in the Spirit, we begin to see that it's a privilege to be able to enter in to the sufferings of the Messiah. Yes, Lord. Yesterday we started by reading a very powerful scripture from Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. Jesus himself learned obedience from the things which he suffered. And it's very clear that if we willingly receive the suffering that is involved in being a true believer in the Lord, we are going to learn obedience as well. We read from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. All who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. We read John 15, 20, a quote from Jesus himself. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. We read from 1 Corinthians 4.12. When we are reviled, this was Paul writing, when we are reviled, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure. And we closed yesterday's program by reading from Philippians chapter 1, verse 29. For unto you it has been granted, get those words, For unto you, we're talking about you and us, for unto us it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Junie, it's powerful, and if we can get hold of this, it will change our lives and cause our lives to change other people's lives. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5, verse part of the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 5, verses 10, 11, and 12. Blessed are those 
who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men cast insults at you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. And what's the re- what should be our reaction to that? Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is in heaven is great. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Again, Judy, I think you mentioned it yesterday, that we need to see suffering from the eternal perspective, not just from an earthly, from the earthly standpoint, nobody wants to suffer, but there's a great reward. The kingdom of heaven is ours if we're willing to go through godly suffering the way Jesus provides, allows us to and calls us to. Usually, Shelley, when a situation comes up and we are reviled or rejected or lied about, it brings shame to the flesh. It brings shame to our old nature and who we were before we knew the Lord. And that's what... uh, Really, our enemy, the devil, wants to do. He wants to bring shame to believers. He wants believers to come uh, against the Lord by saying, Lord, I don't understand. I did everything you asked me to do. Why is this happening to me? That's the natural man. And how we learn the faithfulness of the Lord is when we find ourselves thinking that or feeling that, that we're honest before the Lord. And we ask him, Lord, show me. Did I do anything wrong? Did I misunderstand you? Did I obey you? And the Lord will minister his wisdom that brings the soul to rest, Shelley. Amen. It's really true, Jimmy. So we read before that if we are willing to be persecuted for the sake of righteousness, the kingdom of heaven is ours. And what's the climax of this age? What's the really the beginning of the of the new life of of what everything is being headed toward? It is the kingdom of heaven. And yet we read this verse, Acts 14, verse 22. It's through much tribulation that we enter the kingdom of God. Again, this is part of being a believer. The goal, the, the New Testament, the Old Testament, the kingdom of God is, is, is such an, an essential understanding. We must understand that this is where we're leading to. And it's through much tribulation, difficulties, afflictions, trouble, suffering, that we enter the kingdom of God. And again, we must have an eternal perspective. And we see that in the life of Paul. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going to be looking at verses 16, 17, and 18. 2 Corinthians 4, beginning in verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction, that's the suffering, that's the difficulty, 
for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Paul had the eternal perspective and we're not going to be able to go through godly suffering, suffering for righteousness sake or suffering for Jesus sake, unless we have an eternal view for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You see, we cannot see the eternal weight of glory. The only things we see are the difficulties and the sufferings which are transient. Paul says it's only momentary light affliction. And we must keep in mind, momentary light affliction for Paul was major disasters for all of us in the flesh. He was imprisoned. He was beaten with 39 stripes. He was given up for dead. He was imprisoned. And he called these momentary light afflictions because he put this in relationship to eternity. Because these afflictions, these tribulations, produced in him and will be produced in us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Junie, it's encouraging to, that we can embrace suffering because it will produce something for us of an eternal nature. And we need to ask ourselves, how are we responding to the current difficulties that are going on all around us in the country and in the world in, the, at this, in this season? The natural man, Shelley, would fear. Really? But the key to entering into the fellowship of the sufferings of Christ is really to know him because to know him Shelley is to love him and to walk with him is to learn of his faithfulness to us in the suffering he never leaves us or forsakes us we know it's written but when we experience his faithfulness yes Lord. and his comfort in suffering it actually brings joy to us all. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, so we just talked about Paul and having uh, the sufferings that he went through produced in him an eternal weight of glory. Listen to this verse. We're looking at James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. All right, let's put these verses together. Paul said these momentary light afflictions are producing in him an eternal weight of glory. And now James writes, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Junie, it's so powerful. Wow, it's so powerful. We read in Matthew twenty-four thirteen. The one who endures to the end, he shall be saved. What's amazing, Shelley, is that it sounds like a work, but the very thing is producing. In other words, it's the suffering that's producing godly transformation that enables us 
to endure to the end. In other words, we can't produce that. Amen. Amen. It is all when we surrender to the Lord, Junie, as we know, that these things will take place. Yes, because the Lord is faithful and he loves us and we become his witnesses Amen. in the earth. Amen. So I think we have to stop and ask ourselves a question. Is something eternal being produced in, in us and you if you are going through a difficult time? Again, we need to keep that word from Paul in mind. These are momentary light afflictions. When compared to eternity, everything is momentary. But these afflictions are producing in us an eternal weight of glory. And that means to let go of anger, resentment. Thank the Lord for what he's trusted you with and entrusted you with to go through whatever it is you're facing. So, Lord, we want to thank you for the privilege of walking in your spirit yes, Lord. and learning from you, by you, in you, and through you. And Lord, we pray oh, that Jesus. you would cleanse us with your blood. We ask for the blood of Jesus to cleanse us and encourage us Thank you, in this day. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.